0: Welcome to Agronomy for Farmer Success, a podcast brought to you by Osmus Farm Supply. This is Trevor Enerson, the seed sales agronomist at Osmus Farm Supply in Esterville, Iowa. Uh, Today we are joined by Brian Rouse with Agrigold Seed. Um, He's going to give us a little rundown of what Agrigold's about, kind of what sets them apart, and um, what they kind of offer to a grower. So Brian, why don't we just start off, kind of give us a, a personal introduction? You know what your what your job title is, your responsibilities,
1: and then uh, maybe a little personal background. Yeah, Trevor, thanks for having me today. Uh, again, my name is Brian Rouse, District Sales Manager at Agrigold. Uh, I've actually been with the company for 15 years as District Sales Manager, uh, Trevor. I think of that probably 10 plus years had an opportunity to work with yourself and the Osmond's Farm Supply. Uh, company, so thank you for anybody listening out there for your business through the years. Personally, my family and I, we live outside of Emmysburg, Iowa and uh, grew up farming in the southern half of Palo Alto County. Um, really unique opportunity to, able to come back and work in my home territory and also be involved with the, the family farm. Uh, I feel that really helps me be more relatable to the dealer, dealerships I work with and to the customer uh, as far as what's going on throughout the growing season um, in their field. Uh, my wife and I live on an acreage. We have two little kids, uh, a six and a three-year-old, uh, which keep us busy as well.
0: I've been here 12 years, um, and we've been working together. I think we both came to Osmus kind of at the same time. I started, and we picked up Agrigold as a seed brand right there that first year. So we've it's been a really consistent working relationship, and we certainly appreciate every way you help us out. Moving on from you, now let's talk about Agrigold kind of in a larger scope. You know, we don't need a a full history of the company, but kind of just give us a rundown of where Agrigold comes from and where they've been focusing on going here in the future.
1: Yeah, Trevor, Agrigold has obviously been a great company to work for or wouldn't have been here for 15 plus years. Going All the way back, uh, they've been around for over 80 years. They started in Southern Illinois, actually as part of Funks G Hybrids back in the day. Uh, then as things changed over, it became Agrigold um, for at least the last 70 years, I believe. What's really unique about Agrigold is they're tied in with uh, agri Genetics, would be our parent company that we work under, uh, which really opened up a lot of avenues for us. I think that formed back in the year 2000, so we've been uh, underneath them for over 20 years now. Uh, and what that provided to us is allowed us to grow as a company and have access, really, to industry partnerships with the size and the volume that we're able to run but still keep that small company feel and then that relatability that we grew with. Um, It's been amazing to watch uh, over my career, the the growth of Agrigold and expansion. Um, Really, we went from just being in the central main Corn Belt to the southeast now, the far northwest, the northeast, uh, where we really have boots on the ground across the entire Corn Belt. With that, Agrigold had a big shift about five or six years ago. We actually got in the soybean market for the first time. Uh, which has been a great addition for the brand as we get into some more rotated acres and and keeping some of those relationships around. So that's been really great for the company side of things.
0: You talked about expanding here farther west, you know, outside of that central to eastern Corn Belt. Kind of give us some some details, some specific things that that AgriGold and AgriLiant have done to put more focus in that, we'll just say the western
1: side of the Corn Belt. Yep, great question, Trevor. So it's been been fun to watch uh, all of this I gonna talk about. Probably has happened in the last 10 years. Uh, as the West has grown and to support that, um, uh, we purchased and added a project, production facility by Ogden, Iowa, which is where most of our corn production comes out of for this area. Uh, with that, we expanded our breeders in our Boone, Iowa research station. Um, just uh, within probably the last four years, uh, Ag Reliant actually added a research station and a breeding station in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. That they brought on two new breeders to kind of focus on that early to early mid market, uh, which I think a lot of these products, Trevor, that, that we've looked at or talked to growers about or seen coming out uh, are kind of a collaboration of those additional breeding programs and, and research in Western Iowa, which, which is nice when you have a product that's kind of born and raised and, and seen through that cycle in your, your backyard uh, to bring it commercially forward.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely a different world than 12 years ago when we brought AgriGold on. You know, at that point in time, if we had two hybrids under that 105 day maturity range that were, were real high quality, that was that was considered a pretty good lineup. Now I'd I'd argue, you know, we've we're we've got five to six on the AgriGold side that we're fully confident in, in putting out in fields, different situations. Staying on the agri-gold and and AgriLiant side of things, you know, you mentioned the small company feel that sets you apart from some of the other providers that are bigger than you. I don't think people probably fully understand how large AgriLiant is in the grand scheme of things. They're not a, a small-time company when it comes to genetics, there's been a shift here, especially recently, to go to a lot more proprietary agriliant genetics in the agri-gold lineup. Do you want to touch on that and kind of talk about how that comes to fruition and how you guys are able to be very, uh, very
1: flexible
0: in the genetics and traits market?
1: Yeah, sure, that's a great point. And what I really enjoy about the company is we're, um, we're large enough to have, like I said, all this research and breeding stations and with our parent companies uh, are actually two very large seed providers in Europe where we're able to pull uh, find some of that germplasm from over there and, and work with some germplasm uh, that we've had behind the scenes. But with that also has allowed us to have the size where, where we're able to work with other trait providers um, and, and sources where, you know, being in our camp where we are, whether it's Bayer, Syngenta, Corteva, uh, we're able to work with those. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of the Bayer trade backgrounds. We have a robust conventional lineup uh, that's come from our side. And, and then also an agreement on some, you know, Syngenta trade agreements going forward. So what that allows us uh, is to really be able to truly pick the best, best matches as we go through the breeding program, uh, best products, and what we can bring to the marketplace, and, and allow us to be more flexible uh, and I'd say dynamic as the industry's changed. Um, you know, one comes to mind right now is Tar Spot, everyone's talking about. Uh, where we've been able to look at some genetics that, that seem to have tremendous natural tolerance to tar spot, uh, where we can pivot to those directions, maybe a little bit faster than some of those other large breeding programs that may not have something like that in the background right now. That allows us that flexibility and able to bring things to the marketplace a little bit faster. Uh, but like you touched on, a lot of this uh, you know germplasm that, that we're utilizing and breeding through our pipeline, uh, it's really exciting. Uh, you know, we, we talked about a few products that we've been watching where... Uh, it's the first look at some I'd call it European style germplasm in the United States. Looking at so, uh, with that it's really promising as we look at these research plots uh, in this local geography. What's coming down the pipeline with our current existing market?
0: You mentioned tar spot. What would you say are a few other things that are kind of hallmarks of an agriliant genetic background? You know, what are you guys focused on really being good at as far as agronomics?
1: Yeah, agronomics, uh, you know, I'm a big proponent of any of those versatile products because every growing season is going to be a little different. Every every field is going to require something a little different. Um, a lot of those products you're seeing, you know, you know, tar spa is one of them, uh, strong emergence and really late season plant health, that that stay green look into harvest where you get that brown husk and are drying down, but you really keep that plant integrity. Um, as I look at products, that's what I really like to see. I mean, I, I need something that stays healthy and continue to, to fill out uh, test weight, kernel depth, and just overall standability as harvest approaches. Um, so I'd say those are a couple of the biggest things that we're seeing out of some of that pipeline.
0: Yeah, and we've definitely seen that over the past two to three years as some of these new new uh, proprietary genetics from Agrigold come out. It's there's there's a tinge of green still left when you're combining 17, 18% corn, and that's that's something I really like to see. I've I've never. Never been a huge fan of the dye and dry, but I think you and I are very similar in what kind of products we'd like to see. And that's and that's what we're seeing from from Agrigold here. We don't need to get too in depth on it. But can you kind of run through the different genetic families? If somebody gets a, a seed guide from AgriGold, they're gonna start, they're gonna see, you know, family G's, family B's, family F's, combinations of the two. Can you just kind of give a broad overview on what that all means?
1: Yeah, so AgriGold's been classifying their products by different genetic families. And what that goes back into kind of the pedigrees cross over with visual observations from the agronomy staff and sales staff. A lot you'll see on this early market are family Fs, which are more of a an Iden style background. Typically, you know, they might be a little quicker out of the ground, a little higher test weight, potentially maybe a little bit shorter on some leaf disease ratings or maybe late season stalk quality. Um, the other big one Aguild has had in the past, uh, more in the mid to full season, which we're starting to pull down to the early lineup is a family B style background. And we categorize that as Typically in the past hasn't necessarily been the quickest out of the ground, but has really good late season plant health. Uh, maybe gives up a little bit in test weight, you know, maybe about 56 to 58 pound instead of 58 to 60 pound. Again, within all these families, there, there's nuances, but those are kind of the broad overarching um, categories. And, and just recently, the last oh, I'd say three to four years, we started coming out and calling it the family H. I like to call that's kind of a, a hybrid cross of an F and a B, where you get a little bit more improved emergence and a little bit improve more test weight over our family bees historically. Uh, and maybe you pick up a little bit more late season plant health, um, and a little bit late season standability of some of the traditional family Fs. So as you look at our lineup on the early market, that mid to early season, those will be the three families. Um, also, there's some nuances with um, you know, nitrogen utilization, um, fungicide response. Typically a family F maybe has a little more higher propensity to respond to fungicide than a family B. But that goes back to that plant health we discussed earlier.
0: Yeah, it's and there's a lot to look at in those genetic families and at the end of the day it comes down to how a hybrid performs in a given area, but we can get a lot of direction from those. Again, we're not going to dive too deep into products and bore everybody to death here, but let's touch on, you know, just I think four I have in mind that maybe we'll touch on in our area mm-hmm. that I think are going to be our core four. Let's start with the, the earliest product, six twenty eight sixteen. It comes in just a double pro. Kind of run through that
1: one. Yeah, really exciting product for the early market. Uh, I wish we would have more supply of it last year to get out and about with its first year launch. Uh, it's going to be more of your offensive style, 98. Uh, might hold its moisture a little bit at 98 to 100 days, really where it's going to be compared. Uh, really good plant health, comes out of the ground well. Uh, overall good economic ratings, I, I really do think that's a that's a game changer for us in that 700-day market, um, looking at it going out there.
0: Yeah, I'd agree. We'll move on to a new 100-day product that I really think is going to be one of our core products as a whole. I, I see moving quite a bit of volume of this, not just this year, but um, over the next few years due to its versatility. 630.04 came out as a conventional now we're going to have it in a double pro, going to find a lot more yeah.
1: acres for it that way. I've been really impressed by that hybrid. Yeah, 30.04 is probably one that I've championed the most kind of on our, our region and meetings for forecasting and supply. Uh, it's been a great conventional corn. I'm really excited for the double pro to expand those acres on growers. You know, it's a corn that uh, I like to equate to like 629.22 if any of your listeners are familiar with that. Uh, where it can handle that rugged, that stressful, that little bit lighter acre. But through three plus years of data and research, it's really got that top end yield punch where it can kind of hit a home run on some of that real heavy, good ground, which which makes it versatile. Um, I will say it probably likes the better drain soils better than some real he- heavy, wet, mucky conditions. Um, with that, as we talked about, you know, potentially some of that European new germplasm we hadn't looked at, this product would fit that mold. It's, it's a longer ear, a little bit skinnier, but if you crack it open, those kernels are really, really deep, have a lot of size to them, which is where it kind of hides some of that yield to the combines go. So I'm really excited about that product and kind of what it can mean, kind of being that staple early season going forward.
0: I think that one's going to have a bright future, especially in this geography. You know, 100-day hits pretty much everybody. We're going to be able to put that on a lot of acres. We'll move on to my personal favorite now, three years running, uh, 633.14. Just such
1: a versatile, solid product. Yeah, I agree with that, Trevor. I I mean, I'd say as I've walked corn the last, you know, six, eight weeks as we get in here through uh, grain fill stages, uh, it's probably been the consistent corn that's showing up and, and you know, in my territory that I cover, uh, I've seen some really drought stricken areas, some real adequate moisture areas. And this product has been filled out, consistent, really good grain quality, good plant health comes out of the ground well. And I agree with you, it's kind of my flagship early season product that can cover a lot of acres. I do like to spray it sprayed with the fungicide, kind of keep it a little bit healthier, a little bit longer, but it, it's done tremendous, uh. We actually just launched last year We more widespread this year, the Stacks version of it, uh, which through our research trials has been been at the double pro or slightly better even, which is kind of a rarity in the industry to see that. Um, so with that, I, I think that 103 days is going to cover a lot of acres, whether it's the, the versatile challenging acres or the high end punch acres. I have noticed this year looking at it, it probably has a little bit more ear flex, which is something we haven't talked about, uh, that I maybe gave it credit to in the past. Um, that's a nuance in the placement size and the management, but I'm excited for that corn and definitely a champion for it.
0: Yeah, when we talk about that hybrid it, over towards Esterville, we were we were pretty short on rainfall last year. It wasn't a disaster by any means, but I did have a couple situations where that was split planted with some competing products, and and visually it was far far healthier. And then that showed up in the combine too. I just think it's, it's consistency is such a strong point for that hybrid. We'll move on to one last one. Maybe doesn't touch every grower, but it'll touch a lot of our growers as a late option. A really high yielding product. If when I'm going out and selling a later product, it's gotta it's gotta have a yield punch. There's no point in putting out something later, gaining that moisture, not
1: having the yield with it. I'm talking
0: about 63616.
1: Yeah, that's a great option and that, that mid to full season for a lot of your customers. What I like about this, and a lot of our products have come this way, we launched it as a conventional, so we saw it. Uh, we launched it as a double pro then just last year, I believe, and this upcoming year we have it as a smart stack. So it's nice to be able to evaluate across those platforms, but when we brought it on through those, our uh, pre-commercial research trials, it actually went four years in its maturity set without being beat by another product, uh, which makes a lot of excitement because a lot of those plots are throughout western Iowa, the northern geography as well. Uh, it's that family bee background. I would rate it probably the best emerging corn I have in my lineup. comes out of the ground really strong. Uh, it's got a girthier ear, maybe a little bit lighter test weight. It's going to be that 56 to 58 pounds. Um, I don't think you're going to push over 60 pounds with it, but uh, a longer husk to it, so it's going to be a little bit slower dry down, that 106, 7-day maturity range, which, like I said, a lot of those guys, it's full season. Overall agronomics and plant health. It's the number one product in our lineup, top to bottom of Agrigold for tar spot, natural resistance from what we've noticed. Uh, really good against northern corn leaf blight, good against Gauss's wilt. So uh, it's truly the full agronomic package, but it, it's going to be a 106 to 107, 8-day maturity. But uh, I'm excited to have an all trait platforms because it's going to fit a lot of different acres. Uh, and that late season
0: plant health is just phenomenal yeah when we talked about those well-rounded very versatile products it's kind of the the poster boy in my opinion for for agrigold because it gives you everything from top to bottom mm-hmm. um, it does have that popcorn ear, or that pop can ear uh, you go out and you look and maybe the length doesn't really impressed you but you break that thing open there's a ton of
1: depth to it it's definitely deceiving like I said that that husk is is a, a little bit longer than the ear so you look back it doesn't look as impressive because the ear is not popping out the end of the husk but everyone I've talked to when you're walking it you husk it back and the, the ear size is larger than what you initially think when you get in the field so
0: mm-hmm. Let's shift gears here. You mentioned earlier, you know, five, six years ago, AgriWorld introduced the soybean lineup. Mm-hmm. Let's just quick touch on what you guys offer. And again, your ability to offer
1: options. Yep, I think options, flexibility, those are both keywords. So when we launched that, uh, you know, our tagline was uh, the corn specialist, because that's all Agrigold had ever played with. And uh, actually, we launched this, so that would have been right in line with Roundup Extend Soybeans. So that's the platform we launched. Since then, we naturally progressed into the round of Extend Extend Flex platform. Um, with that, just this past year is our first launch, so we were able that flexibility for where we're at and what we have on our camp. Uh, we were able to add the E three lineup right within our brand, so we have the list and the Extend Flex platform. Both of those platforms have grown tremendously over the past four years. There, there's certainly a market um, demand for some of our customers that wanted to work with us and, and stay on those acres. Um, so with that. The corn, we have a lot of breeding and research stations. The the soybeans, uh, we're not breeders for them, but we're able to work with the the top four major soybean germplasm providers, Uh, and really we're able to pick the best that we want in our lineup from each of them versus just being pigeonholed with uh, only one provider as our only source for soybeans. So, uh, with that, as you look how fast our lineup is turned over and growing, uh, that's allowed us to put some phenomenal products and pick the best one uh, for each maturity. Um, into our lineup, and I anticipate that going forward, as more soybean trades uh, become on the marketplace, we will be at the forefront of being able to work with them as well. Yeah, you guys certainly got a really solid bean lineup there.
0: What do you think we're gonna see from AgriGold here moving forward? Just kind of give us your five ten year outlook from what we're gonna see.
1: Yeah, so AgriGold, another five ten years down the road, I think you're gonna see uh, a big emphasis putting on. Uh, working with great retail locations such as Osmus Farm Supply and kind of growing that that market with them. Um, I think versatility and diversity, um, I think our trait platform uh, with, with the Bayer-sided traits and Syngenta traits and, and as new ones come in the marketplace, uh, being able to be flexible and allow what the growers want in our lineup. Um, same with the soybean side, I think it's going to be uh, doing a lot of the same, working with the best providers and having that as an option for our growers. The corn side, I think on the germplasm side, you're going to see a lot more of that pipeline come in from some of our sources. You know, being one of the top four globally working on germplasm, it is a great spot to be in. There's not a lot of companies that can say they have um, that side of the industry. So I think as we see um, potentially new diseases come about, um, every growing season is a little bit different. I think you're going to see us be able to adapt and and diversify um, through our lineup that way.
0: We've seen that big shift here recently. I expect,
1: you know, in 10 years, we're
0: maybe filling some holes with some other germ plasms. But I think we're going to see pretty broad AgriLiant genetics in the AgriGold lineup, the way things look and with the performance we've had. I don't have any more questions for you, Brian. Anything else you want to touch on, you know, as far as AgriLiant or AgriGold
1: as a company? Anything more that you've got for us? Uh, no, Trevor, I appreciate the time today, and thanks you know, to you, yourself, and all your customers for your business. You know, the biggest thing, as, as Harvest comes about, we're all distracted by a million different things, so the biggest message is I uh, hope everyone takes your time, takes a deep breath, slows down, just, just makes it through Harvest and comes home every night safely. As far as annual camp, uh, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to Trevor or myself. I'm um, happy to visit with you or get you more information uh, that you may require.
0: Is this where I give out your phone number and all your contact information?
1: Um, reach to Trevor. He get, he get you in touch with
0: <laughs> me if needed. Well, yeah. Thanks, Brian, for coming in and doing this. Um, I think it's good, uh, you know, at, at least you know every couple of years, if not every year, kind of sit down and get kind of get the message out of what our what our seed suppliers are all about and kind of what makes each one different. You know, we've we had seed companies and there's pretty specific reasons to each one that we carry and. And so it's nice to be able to sit down with representatives from those companies and just kind of get a broad overview of what that company is all about. So uh, thank you for taking some time here and sitting down with us.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Jeff.
0: Thank you for listening to Agronomy for Farmer Success. If you'd like any additional information, please contact your trusted Osmus Farm Supply agronomist. Please make sure to subscribe to Agronomy for Farmer Success on your podcast player of choice, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and more to be notified when new episodes become available.